Salvation Now podcast, where you'll discover and be equipped with keys from the Word of God that will pave the way to God's unlimited blessing in your life. Now, here's your host, Evangelist T.J. Malkanji. today about is faith over fear. In our society now, there are so many people that are plagued with fear. You look all around you and people are just crippled by it, you know, and people are struggling with it. And a lot of them treat it as an emotion or just, you know, simply as an emotion or, you know, uh, a disorder. And they deduct it to be something that's normal, something that's natural that everyone kind of goes through. And, you know, some of it that some people even wear it as a as a badge of honor, like as a sign of responsibility, that if you're not full of worry and anxiety, that means that you don't have any cares in the world and you have your head in the clouds and you're living under some rock because you are not in touch with reality because there is too much to be fearful of. But that is not true. Fear is a spirit and we have to deal with it spiritually. You can't deal with something with sp- with a spiritual root by with natural means. Worry, fear, anxiety, they're they're an enemy. It is the devil's way of getting you to take your focus off of the word of God and instead focus on the natural circumstances. You know, fear fear is something that people are so plagued with right now, and it's like especially in these last few years, it has seemed to like increase in people all the more like where just you know the from 2020 the pandemic everything it's like brought out this fear in people and it's gripped so many and it's like they're in bondage over it and fear like fear brings anxiety it brings stress all of this stuff that the enemy is trying to do it grips you it grip it ha- the enemy has a hold on people through fear and fear, you know, it's not just the emotion of fear where you're like, okay, I feel fearful. Some people are so gripped with fear that it affects your whole natural body. You know, it causes you to be restless. It causes you to be tired all the time, anxious, worried about everything. It, It can cause you to, to have sleepless nights. Cause you can't, you can't just, you can't seem to get to that place where you're able to sleep. You know, it, your, your mind is just constantly, constantly running. There's no peace. And it, it, it takes a toll on people's bodies, their physical bodies as well. Not only will it cause you to have gray hair, you know, early on, it does so much more because stress is, is a symptom of fear. It comes on through fear. So you're con- if you find yourself constantly stressed in this perpetual state of stress and anxiety and worry, where it's just a constant loop, you, your blood pressure will be high. You, you, you end up, your blood starts boiling and it keeps just increasing and increasing and blood pressure, high blood pressure could lead to stroke. It could lead to heart attacks. So fear will literally kill you if you let it have a grip on your life and you don't break it off of you today. But the good news is, is that there is a way to break it off. And how do we beat, how do we build, break free from the spirit of fear? 
It is by combating it with faith. Faith and fear are diametrically opposed to one another. So when you have one, you won't have the other. You, you, have to, you have to get faith in you built up so that you will be able to withstand every fiery dart of the enemy. So what is, what is faith? I'm going to go to the scriptures now. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Faith is seeing the desired outcome outlined from scripture before it is formed in the natural. Essentially, faith is seeing and believing. It's putting your trust in the word of God before you see things happen in the natural. It is having the full assurance that what you believe you already have because the word of God has promised it to you and it is now yours. And you know, some people will say, well, you know what? I'll see, I'll believe it when I see it. And you know, uh, when, th when this thing happens, then I'll have faith. I'll have faith to believe. Well, you're going to be waiting a really long time because it doesn't work like that. You have to first see it in, your, in the supernatural before you can see it in the natural. You beat the opposition by faith. The fight of faith is only guaranteed, by, guaranteed of possessing the land. You can't say, no, I'm okay. I'll stay out of this battle. No, I'm, uh, I'm good. You know, like I'll just sit on the sidelines and you know, kind of just coast through life. I'm going to kind of lay low. It, it doesn't matter. It's too late. You're already in the fight. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he is not going to let up. It is a fight, and you need to fight the good fight of faith. There is no giving up, because if you give up, then you're done. So you are the one that will determine determine what you possess. You are the one that will, that will come out by, by your determination and standing on the word of God and fighting the good fight of faith. You, you decide whether you come out defeated, a defeated foe, or you come out as a victor. Don't let the enemy harass you another day in your life. Instead, start harassing the devil until he flees from you. Don't be bullied by the enemy anymore. So you got to put him under your feet where he belongs. And, you know, some people will say, well, you know, that's easy for you to say. I mean, you, you probably don't have any real problems. You know, it's nice to just have an imaginary, you know, these imaginary thoughts and, you know, whatever. But, you know, I'm facing real situations here. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I forgot that the word of God only works for imaginary situations. How would I have ever thought like, oh man, I might as well throw this out, my whole message out because dang, that's true. Like God's word does not work in the natural. Like it's not powerful enough to deal with whatever situation you're going through. No, you know, I, I feel like you, maybe you've heard the, the, the quote before saying, Fear is false evidence appearing real. 
And while sometimes that is true, you might work yourself up to a place where you are constantly um, just worrying, running through scenarios in your head that might never happen. And you're just going and going and, you know, you're running a million miles per hour in your mind. Sometimes that is true. But oftentimes fear comes from real situations that are scary. You're facing something that is real. Because we, God doesn't deny that in the word. We see David faced a real giant. Daniel faced real lions. Moses faced a real Pharaoh. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they faced, they faced real fire that was going to burn them. Elisha fa uh, faced a real army. It wasn't some fake army that was up in his head and he was just like, hmm. Okay, Lord, you're going to defeat this, you know, all the thoughts in my mind and that's it. No, there was a real army coming against him to kill him. And there are so many other stories in the Bible where it talks about, you know, people really, really being confronted by real situations. So it's not saying that, you know, in order for you to, to live a life without fear, you're not going to face any, any problems. No, problems will come. That's a part of life, but it is unscriptural for you to be defeated. The, the situations of life may come to try and attack you, but God has already given you the victory over everything. The Bible tells us, you know, we will suffer many tribulations in this world, but God has already overcome the world. We are more than overcomers already. There is nothing that the enemy can do to you to, to keep you bound if you let, if you don't let him. So you may be facing an impossible situation, but remember that with God, all things are possible. I'm going to read some, some verses. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1 9. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots in an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them because the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt will be with you. When you are about to go to battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint hearted or afraid. Do not be terrified or give way to panic before them. For the Lord, your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and to give you victory. Deuteronomy 20, one through four. Again, real enemies coming to attack them. God didn't say, go hide under a rock. No, he says, I'm with you. Don't be afraid. I've got you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 23, 4. Again, even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I choose to fear no evil. It is a choice that you have to make today. You have control over fear. God wouldn't tell us over and over again in the scriptures, fear not, do not be afraid. If it was something that we didn't have control over, you might feel the emotion 
a fear coming coming on, but you need to combat that and say, you know what? Even being afraid, I'm going to step out. I'm going to do what I know the Lord's told me to do. I'm not going to be afraid of the giants that come against me because I know that my God is able to deliver them, to deliver me from their hands. It doesn't matter. You need to see yourself as more than a conqueror. You need to see yourself as somebody that, that has already won because of who's on your side. And like faith, fear is compartmentalized. What do I mean by that? Maybe some of you guys have all the salvation, have all of all the assurance in the world of salvation, but you're not sure that God wants you healed. Or maybe you have all the assurance that God wants you healed, but you don't believe God, you, you know, you're worried that you're going to be in poverty for the rest of your life or vice versa. You might, you might believe God that they, they, in his word, you see it outlined the, the scriptural principles for, uh, for financial breakthrough. And you know that God is going to make you well off on this earth and he's going to place you high above, but you have no, no assurance that he wants you to be well. And so you're afraid of sickness, of everything going on around you and et cetera, wh wherever it may be. Any area that you find yourself constantly fearful or worried about or anxious, you can know that that is an area in your life where you are deficient from the word of God. So how do we do this? How do we, how do we cut out, you know, um, this fear? How do we start walking in faith? Well, again, going to sound like a broken record, but this is one that you really can never get away from. One, you must get into the word of God because that is how you will be able to take up the shield of faith and quench every fiery dart of the enemy. You know, it, people will find themselves and they'll say, well, you know, I, I, I read once a week when I'm at church. And then they're wondering why their life is so full of chaos. They're wondering why they're filled with with fear, why they're filled with all this anxiety and stress. You can't feed yourself. You can't feed your soul once a week on Sunday and then go home and, and throw the Bible in the nightstand and pick it up only again the next time you go to church and not give any attention to it throughout the week. It doesn't work like that. You need to get into the word of God. The word tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It is a continual hearing. So you get into the word. You will never get to a place in your life where you say, well, you know what? I've read the Bible through and through like 10 times, 20 times. So I'm good. I don't need to read it anymore. No, as long as you are living, as long as there is, there is breath in your lungs, you are to be eating this word. You are to ingest it and get it in you because every single time you read it, you're going to find out, wow, there's a lot that I didn't know. And God will highlight new things to you. God will give you new revelations and you, you need to, you need to always be in the word of God. It is a continual amount of reading and then also listen to preaching anointed preaching i know some of you guys right now uh, you're you're one of the ones that are 
that are working hard and diligently to feed your spirit. Otherwise, you wouldn't be on here right now listening to me. You know, a lot of you are on the broadcast on Tuesdays and, and, and Thursday when TJ is on. So I know that you guys are faith people. You, you are people that believe the word of God and you're constantly feeding yourselves. And I commend you for that. And so, you know, we, we got to always keep striving for more. And we gotta, we, we have to continue um, because it, 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 it's only by being in the word of God and seeing throughout scriptures the, that faith will arise in whatever situation it is that you're in. And so, you know, in the same vein, fear can also come by hearing. So if you're always, you find yourself always in this place where you're, you know, you're, you're constantly fearful. Let's cut things out of our lives that make you fearful. You know, if you find that there is something that you're constantly doing that is adding to your fear, that is adding uh, in anxiety and depression, cut it out. You know, if there's, if there's uh, movies or shows that you're watching that is gripping you with fear, cut it out. You know, I, I know like, you know, for myself, I like, I love crime shows. I love all of that. And you know, like, you know, when I was younger, I loved criminal minds. I loved it. I just thought it was so intriguing. Like, you know, the way, you know, how they would crack the case and like, they were just so smart and everything. Like I, I, I loved it. And, um, and then like recently, I mean, like maybe last year or something, we we're like, well, let's start an, a show, you know, like start a new show and whatever. So I was like, let's watch Criminal Minds. You know, I, I always like that. And, you know, it's not uh, it's not something that's like dirty and full of swearing and all of that kind of stuff, you know. So I started watching it, you know, and then it's like I started noticing, you know, before going to bed and stuff, you know, especially watching it before bed, you start feeling like this heaviness and you're like, who like in my head, I'm like, probably like I shouldn't be watching it and stuff. But like, I'm like, I love the show and I know it will never happen to us. You know, the, the Lord has me. And, um, and oh yeah, until you start having a criminal mind, oh my gosh, you can't even imagine. I've had so many scenarios where I'm like, running through my mind. I'm like, Oh, I'll give you a story. Totally off topic here. But I remember one time we were in Florida and I think like there was a little Barbie doll, a little Barbie doll, like arm or leg on the side of the road. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this would be a great criminal minds episode. Imagine like, you know, th this is the, the, the suspect's MO that he goes off and he kills people and he like chops them up limb by limb. And then he puts Barbie dolls, you know, uh, out and so people can find like clues to find the evidence of where he hid it and yeah crazy mind and I remember people looking at me like are you okay yeah sorry watching too much criminal minds anyways I digress sorry um so anyways like now it's like now being married having my own kids I found that like watching it it hit differently now like, it wasn't like when I was a teenager and I'm like, oh, this is just a cool show. Like, it started, like, I found it started to grip me with fear. 
like where I was going to bed and I'm like, okay, let's make sure all the windows are closed. The, lo- the doors are all locked. You know, the alarm is on, you know, uh, that I am, I'm putting bells in everywhere. No, I'm kidding. I was not putting bells anywhere, but you know, like just, all right, making sure the kids are, are in bed. Fine. All right. And I started to realize fear is starting to grip my heart. And like, we cut it out, you know, and we're like, okay, no, this is heavy stuff. Like, and I'm like, I love criminal minds, but I can't do it. Like, I am not going to get into this place where I'm like fearful at all times because I, you know, just because of a show that I like, I'm like, no, my, my peace of mind, that's that mental, like clarity and peace of mind and joy. I'd rather have that instead of having entertainment. So it's like, if you find yourself constantly watching something that is building your anxiety, cut it out, you know, and then you see if you find yourself like even reading the news, man, it's like nowadays you can't turn on the news without just being something catastrophic happening every day, like trains being derailed with toxic fumes everywhere while you know the government's telling you no everything is safe go right back it doesn't matter you know uh of companies being built up factories being being burnt up you know uh animals chickens cows being killed left right and center like you see the 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 corruption in government and it's like it's so easy to start getting fearful and even even on other things like maybe you start watching um you follow accounts that are like well you know your food is poisoning you and it's killing you and there's all these ingredients and you know you gotta you gotta get rid of this or else you're gonna die today like whoa chill out chill out you know like I really like we need to like take a step back and breathe and realize where the source of these fears are coming from and if whatever we're listening to it is not building faith in us it's time to let it go and now I'm not saying okay well let's just keep eating hot dogs and you know believing the chart now where they're saying that uh, fruit loops is healthier for you than meat. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, let's be ignorant to these things and, you know, just cover our eyes, put our head in, in a hole and pretend we don't see anything. No, I mean, of course, like you, you see something, you know what, this is not a good ingredient. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it out of my life. I, I'm going to, I'm going to make the switch to something healthier, you know, slowly, slowly, I'm, I'm making better choices, but it's not to like, okay, I read this. I'm going to empty out my whole fridge, my cupboards, everything right now and go buy, you know, and I, I got to make a, I got to start growing my own vegetables. If you can do that. Awesome. I can't, I don't have a green thumb. Maybe if I put in enough effort, I could, but I've, I've killed cactuses like, or cacti, I don't know, whatever the plural is, I don't have a green thumb, like, how do you kill a cactus, like, it literally barely needs any water, so, you know, I don't think I'd be a good, uh, a good farmer, like, I can't, you know, in growing a good gardener and growing my own food, I know that, I know that I won't be able to butcher my own meat, like, I would love to have my own farm and be able to do all of that, live off of my own land, have my own well, and not, But it's like, 
I, I don't have that, you know, like where we are right now, I don't have a well and all of that. So what, what do I remind myself every time? This is why we pray before we eat our food. We pray, God, bless our food, bless your word says that you will bless our bread and our water. Your word says that you will ingest deadly poison and it will not harm you. It's not saying you're literally going out and drinking poison. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, I'm going to test the Lord and go, no. But if you're eating something, there's an ingredient that that's something in there that's harmful. Pray over your food that God neutralizes the effects of that, that it will not harm you. And that is like, that is what you need to get into. And again, it's not so you go, oh, well, I'm just going to go have hot dogs and ice cream all the day and pray, Lord, bless the food. No, again, it doesn't work like that. But if you're eating something, you know, that is healthy, but it's like they make it, you know, something that is good for you, but there's ingredients in it that, you know, preservatives or whatever, you know, pray, Lord, I know you will keep me. You will sustain me. It doesn't matter, you know, if this will affect other people. I know that you, you are, you, you are protecting my body. You keep me healthy, whole and strong all the days of my life. So you need to, you need to be able to, to realize that the government, like, and, and, you know, now we need to turn and not trust the government like people are have so long put their trust in government that now with everything falling apart they're like what do I do what do I do like the government's turning all around us and you know they're in absolute chaos yes we see the plans of the enemy being being set forth you know we see the 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 spirit of the Antichrist trying to set up the agenda, the end time agenda, and things will happen. The, war, the, the Bible tells us that there will be wars and rumors of wars, famine, earthquakes, pestilence. All these things will happen in the end days. But for you, do not fear. Don't be afraid of it. Don't, don't, be, be, don't be scared of things that are going on. Remember, you know, here I'm going to say, uh, reading Ephesians 6, 14, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil man advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. So whenever you see a bad report coming on the news, don't be fearful of it. it man, there's, there's things that's going on that can make your mind like just, you get down into a deep rabbit hole where you're like, I can't trust anybody. You know, like, I, there's nobody I can trust. Everything is rigged. Everything is, you know, everything around me is just, it's all a lie. It's a lie. You know, and you start, you're going to go crazy. Like that man in the, you know, the, the, there's that picture of the guy that's like doing the pinpoint back. You know, there's the lines everywhere, the yarn connecting here and here. And you're like, look at this. Look at how everything is connected. How it, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against the, the, the spirits against authorities and rulers of this age. So when you see this, know that there is something you can do about it. 
When you see bad news, start praying. Say, thank you, God, that you have given me authority. Thank you, God, that you said whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever I loose on earth will be loose in heaven. I thank you, Father, that it, if it's not the enemy's time yet, the, the, whatever Satan intended for my generation, intended for my family, intended for our nation, I stand in the gap and I, I, I break the powers of the enemy. I refuse to have his 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 plan go forth every weapon formed against me shall not prosper but it will fall now whatever the enemy intended it can't advance while the church is on earth i, I i'd start praying that while the church is on earth the, the antichrist can try all he wants to set up his agenda but it will fail because i am still here and while we are here you can't do a single thing about it so the devil you have played your hand You've shown your cards and now you look like an idiot because we know how to come against you. That is what you need to get into. Like, let that violent faith come inside of you where instead of you getting fearful, you say, whoa, 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 whoa. The enemy is, is overstepping his bounds right now. God has taken back the keys from the enemy and he has given it to me. He has no authority, no jurisdiction in my house, in my family, in my nation while I am still here. So that is what you need to get into. Let that violent faith grow in you. Let it come alive. Get into the word. That's the only way that you'll be able to, to fight is getting into the word. Because the, the, the Bible tells us faith suffered violent. Uh, the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You are not going to see victory in this world and break out of fear if you're just moping around like, mm, okay, you know, I'm a, I'm a worry wart and I'm just, I'm just so scared of my own shadow. I'm going to hide in bed all the time. No, take it. Refuse to let our nation go to ruins. Refuse to see, to see, to see things go into calamity and you have no say in it. Don't believe the lie that the enemy is stronger than us. God is still on his throne, isn't he? Did he get off his throne? No, no, God is still on his throne. Nobody has overthrown him. Therefore, God is still in control. Don't think God lost control that he fell asleep on the throne and he just woke up <sighs> snoring with drool. Oh my gosh, I fell asleep for like two seconds and this is what happened on the earth? Oh, oh no, I didn't see this coming. This is bad, angels. This is, this is really, really bad. Oh, what am I going to do? And you don't see God <gasps> hyperventilating. No, he is in control. He never lost control. And so you see that. Don't lose control because you are not the one fighting your battles. It is God. Remember, there is nothing that the enemy can do to you that will prosper. Whatever situation it is that you're facing, put it in the hands of God because he has it. He's got you. When you, when you, when you choose fear over faith, you're putting faith in the work of the enemy. You're saying, I believe the situation that I'm experiencing right now is greater than God. That the enemy situ the, the enemy has more power over God. That's heresy. God is omnipotent. There is no one stronger than him. 
God fights our battles. You, you need to realize he is on your side. He's not going to let you stumble and fall. So get that, get that picture in your mind today. Let that faith arise. You know, refuse to let our country go, go to, to, to waste. You see now what's happening across the world. It started off in, in Kentucky with the Asbury revival. It spread to Lee. It spread to, to, spread to so many other churches. Why? Because this is literally like where we're at, where the word of God says that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and, and, and pray to me, then I will hear them from heaven and I will heal, heal their land. That is where we are right now. We're, we're, at a, we're at a time in our lives where we can humble ourselves and say, God, we need you. We turn from our wicked ways. We, we, we realize that our ways are, are detrimental. We've tried it our way, but we've pushed God aside too long. You know, schools getting rid of God, bringing in all kinds of agenda that, you know, pushes the antichrist agenda, trying to, trying to break families, trying to break the, the natural order that God created, created humans to be, you know, people are more confused now than ever. There is like this sense of like, you know, confusion. There's a spirit of confusion going on. And it comes like the fear that's gripped people's minds that they don't even know what to do. But we say, God, we need you. We're sorry for kicking you out of our country. We're sorry for kicking you out of our land. We've realized that when we are left to ourselves, truly, and we're given over to a debased mind, truly there is chaos. We can't do this without you. So Lord, we repent. You see, you see things on the news. Start praying about it. Start saying, God, come and heal our land. Let revival spread, not only throughout the U.S., but in Canada, in the nations, in Brazil, in uh, you know, all of South America, everywhere, Africa, India, wherever, China, North Korea, South Korea, let it spread. Come, like, that is what we need to go. Like, I feel like so many times when we are so, like, focused, the enemy tries to keep you focused on your own issues, just in your own mind, in your own bubble, that you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're not seeing the things that are going on around you. And so if the enemy can get you to focus on just uh, your present situation, he knows, okay, that's somebody that I've been able to, to paralyze and stop from moving forward. That I don't care if they call themselves a Christian. I don't care if they go to church. If they are gripped with fear, they're going to be useless to the kingdom because they're not going to, they're not going to get in my way. They're not going to, you know, I, I can advance my kingdom without them stepping up and doing anything about it. Cause they're so focused on me, 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 me. That is why you, the spirit of fear needs to be broken off of you today because there is a much greater picture, you know, at hand. Like, get out of here and expand the horizon. And, and then that leads me into point number two. How, after, when we get the word in us, what do you do? Meditate on the word. And you can't skip, you know, step one and go to, into meditating. No, you need step one. And then you go into meditating on the word. It's not just reading it and then, okay, it is what it is. Like, oh, yeah, I read it five minutes before bed and then leave it. No, but 
keep it continuously before your eyes. It says, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. This book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate, it, meditate on it day and night. Joshua 1.8. That is how you're going to really like work yourself up to the point where you're like, okay, I have the full assurance of what God said is true and what his word says is true. And I will have it for my life. Meditate on it. Like envision it. You know, when you, when you meditate on the word of God, it will magnify God instead of your problems. When you choose to look at fear, you're magnetizing your situation. But if you take your eyes off of your situation and put it on the word of God, look to God and you meditate on his word, find scriptures, what, wherever it is that you're fearful in, whatever it is that, you know, you're, you find yourself like being worried about, find the scriptures and meditate on it. You know, find scriptures that says who God is, the greatness of God that reveals the character of God. Because when you start, you know, looking around and you, you see God as some weak, you know, weak little thing that maybe hates you and just doesn't care for you. It's, it's hard for you to praise him. It's hard for you to, to get to this point where you're, you know, you're going to feel that faith coming on you. But when you get into it and you start meditating on all the good things God has, has done for you, the fact that he sent his only begotten son to die for you on the cross, you know, when, when from the beginning of time, he could have just said, all right, well, I created Adam and Eve and they, they, you know, they chose to disobey. I'm, I'm done with humanity. You're lost. I could care less. No, he loves, he loves us so much that when that happened, he already had a plan in place to redeem us and bring us back to himself. Do you think he would do all of that? You know, send Jesus to die on the cross for you, get beaten, get his flesh torn apart, go through public humiliation if he didn't care about you? If he didn't love you, if, if he was this bad God and his character is just always faltering. No, no. God is good. He is love. God is merciful. He is like, you need to start looking at the word of God and discover the character of God. That he will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. There is nothing, there is nothing here that like, that you can think like that you can look at and say, oh man, God is a bad God. No, he is just, he is righteous. He is holy. He is the ancient of days. He is a good God. And you need to start seeing himself that seeing him that way. Start meditating on the word of God, find scriptures that will elevate God, God in your eyes. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, it's when Peter, Peter got out and started walking on the waters. But it was when he took his eyes off of Jesus and started looking at the waves around him and the winds, he started to sink. And God, Jesus came, pulled him back up. Why did you take your eyes off of me? Why did you doubt? Don't be like that. You know, he, he took the first step and that's awesome. But don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Fix your gaze on him and be like, I am not turning any which way. Like magnify God. You know, you get to the point where you're saying like, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continuously on my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his holy name. Hallelujah. Psalm 34. Like you need to start exalting the Lord. See him like 
night and day. Put the word of God before you and dwell on it throughout the day. Find scriptures and say, God, expound, expand on this to me. Reveal yourself to me. Show me what it is that you're saying. Show me more of your character. I want to know you. Show me, you know, your goodness. What, whatever it is that I'm fearful in. Father, show me how I don't need to be afraid anymore because you are good. Like, Get that, get that in your spirit, exalt his name, refuse, refuse to see God as, as this evil fear mongering guy that is there with a whip ready to, ready to bash you in the head or whatever. Like, no, see him as a good God, exalt him, picture yourself wherever you are, you know, like just out of the word of God, start seeing, imagine, picture it in your mind that Jesus that came, that he came and he died for you. He took those, those lashes. He was whipped on his back so that you could be healed. See him at the tomb going down, going down to, to hell and fighting them, giving him the biggest butt whooping he's ever took in his life. Or to this day, I'm like the, the enemy has a cracked skull. He's been defeated and see, see him taking back the keys from the enemy. See him like giving him one good punch in the face again. See him rising up from the dead. See him reveal himself to humanity and then ascend onto heaven. And he is with Christ. You know, he's with Christ. He is with the father. He is seated at the right hand of the father. He is there. See him. Imagine the, the nail pierced hands. Look at them and let it be a reminder to you for what he did for you. He didn't, you know, rem remember like, wow, Christ is in heaven. He is seated up high. He is, he is given back. He was given back all the authority. All of it is given back to him. And what did he do? He gave it back to me so that I wouldn't have to suffer sickness. I wouldn't have to suffer disease. He did all of that so that I can be made well, start meditating on all the things that God has done to you and have it sink into your spirit where you're saying, no, 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 hold on. If Jesus Jesus is on the throne right now with the, with the father. He is in heaven. He did all of this. He paid this price for me. I don't need to suffer on this earth anymore. I don't need to be to be um, tossed by the enemy. The devil is a liar. Like he is weak. He is defeated. He is under your feet. Stomp on the enemy. Like remind him when he, when he comes to try and say things to you to make you fearful, remind him you, you got a big butt whooping at, you know, like God, Jesus dealt you the biggest butt whooping of all. And now you're just mad that I can whoop your butt the same way because he has given me that authority. You say, you know, say that Satan, you have no authority over me. Jesus does. Uh, you know, I have authority over you because of what Jesus did. I am covered by the blood of the lamb. You know, like if, if the, if the, the, the lentil on the, you know, if they were able to put the blood on the lentils of the door, on the, on the door, um, frames and stuff. And all the firstborn sons, children of Israel were spared because they saw the blood of a natural lamb. Then how much more powerful is the blood of Jesus? the lamb who was slain for you. 
Start realizing that I am covered by the blood. My house is covered by the blood. Like meditate on it and say like, man, I let that victory spirit arise in you. That faith where you're like, whoo, I can't be defeated. It's impossible because of what God did for me. Like realize, oh, God is good. And like he didn't, he didn't toss you off and you're just here. No, you have authority. You don't have to walk in fear. Whatever situation it is, go and stand on it. Stand on the word of God. And then three, I'm going to move on. Speak the word of God. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Faith is seeing into the supernatural realm what is possible through the word of God and provoking it into existence by your words. You need to see into the supernatural realm what God has promised us in his word. See it as it is, as God has promised it to us, and then provoke it into existence by your words. If right now you are not well, don't, you know, don't, like I said before, it's not denying reality. It's not pretending, oh, no, 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 I'm not. No, the fact is you may be sick. The fact is you may have symptoms and you may not be well. The fact is that, you know, right now you are not, you are struggling financially. The fact is that somebody is trying to sue you for all your worth. The fact is that, you know, you're, you're, whatever the situation is, the fact is something, but the truth is a whole different thing. The truth is what is written in the word of God because he is the way, the truth and the life. So everything that is written in here is what is truth. If it does not line up with the word of God, then it is not true. It may be a fact, but it is not true. And because I know what truth is, I can then speak it into existence. Yeah, okay, I might be feeling some pains right now. I might be feeling, uh, you know, all, all these symptoms. I may be, I may be sick. The, the doctors may have given me a bad report, but the report of the Lord is what stands true. The report of the Lord says that he is the great physician, that by his stripes I am healed, that already what was done at the cross, I already have. I am healed. That there is nothing that he is the Lord God that healed you. That he takes away sickness from your midst. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you're going through, the adversaries will not stand before me. Just like, just like, uh, like, like I read earlier in Hebrews, the world was formed by the word of God. He spoke it into existence. He saw it and then he spoke it and then he saw it in the natural. You have that same creative force in you because you are, you were created in the likeness of God, in the image of God, and he breathed his spirit into you. So therefore you have the same, the same creative abilities as God. He has given you ability to form your, to frame your world. You know, obviously he's in control. You can't start going off, oh, the sky is green. And no, the sky is not going to turn green. I, I'm, 
when I say things like that, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm talking to intelligent people that will understand what I'm talking about. I'm saying in your situation, you can't start playing around with what God already did. Okay. Let's just put that out there. But I mean, is, is don't like, don't start going off and declaring negative reports all the time. You know, don't start going off and, and just saying everything that you see and all the things that pop into your head, you know, whatever fear comes to your mind, you just start speaking it. No, the, the, the Bible is clear that death and life is in the power of the tongue. It is a small, it is a small thing, but it has the power to frame your world. It, it will, it's like, like the word of God says, like on a, on a ship, it, the, the rudder will direct the, the boat, which way it goes in whatever direction, even though it's a small thing. So is the same way your tongue will direct how your life looks. If you're constantly speaking defeat, if you're constantly speaking doubt and worry and, and just everything, well, that's what you're going to see. And you can't say, well, no, this whole power of confession, the power of faith and, you know, power. This is that name it, claim it stuff. And, you know, this and that. And, you know, ah, and that doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Well, you keep saying it doesn't work. So it doesn't work. Like, seriously, everything you say, whether good or negative, you are forming it because you're and if, if you say no, well, then you don't have a problem with me. You have the problem with the word of God because it, it's outlined everywhere that you have the power. It's it's all in your tongue. Like you, you can't just say no. And, you know, and it's not just saying it like, OK, I'm going to just say it because whatever. But you have to believe it. That's where the meditation comes in from when it gets into your spirit. And it's like that rhema word where it comes alive in you, you know, and you're not longer just it's not like you, you have a rabbit's foot and you're like, OK, OK, uh, yes, this is going to work out. And it's not like you, you know, it's like you're burning incense or sage or you have like, you know, it's not that it's not this whole, you know, like power of the mind kind of thing like no it is a real spiritual force like it is outlined in the word of god and it's not just you speak it once it's when you you know you get it in your spirit and then you speak it like you because you can you can say it all that you want from your own mouth but if you don't believe it then nothing's gonna happen but like I said, going in from point one and two by getting into the word, by meditating on it, then it will rise up in your spirit and you'll be able to you'll be able to break down every lie of the enemy and you'll be able to form the reality that you want to see. You know, some of you guys are seeing yourselves and it's like the fear of death has has gripped you where you're like, oh, man, like everything going on in the world, reading things on the news and, you know, like seeing the senseless, the senseless violence that is on the earth. You're seeing tragedy and, you know, all calamity breaking out. You're seeing, you know, freak accidents all the time. And so you, you, this fear, this fear of like, you know, an early death has gripped you. And you, you, you're constantly like, you're seeing yourself in a, in an, in an, 
in a grave in in your earth, like in your tomb before a time you're seeing yourself you, you know your children as orphans you're seeing your your child in a coffin it's like you've let this fear get so in you that you you know like stop stop take a deep breath and breathe stop meditating on, on the lies. Remember that everything that the enemy tries to put in your mind to make you fearful, they are lies. Counteract it, counteract it with the word of God. Is that a word? Counteract? Yeah. Counter count. Anyways, you know, like beat it with the word of God. Like every thought, every thought that comes from the enemy, toss it aside a little seed might come, but don't let it, don't let it grow. Take every thought captive and toss it away. Bring it under subjection to the word of God. You know, don't, don't let a thought come and, and just stay in your mind. You know, the, the enemy, like, you know, TJ says often, a bird can fly over your head, but you have the ability to make sure it doesn't build a nest in your hair. Like, you know, get, get that reality in you. If the enemy is, is trying to make you so fearful that you're like, now you're speaking that over your family where you're now like unintentionally, you're creating fear in your own children. You know, that like, that is one of those things that will be passed on this. If you don't break the spirit of fear off of you by the word of God, you're going to pass that on to your children. And I know as a parent, you don't want that. You don't want your child to be afraid. You want your child to thrive. You want your child and you might not even realize that you're doing it, but it's just in the small things, you know, um, don't like when, when you're, when you're teaching your child, don't go off and say, Oh, you know, you better put your, your coat on. Otherwise you're going to catch a cold. No. Why, why do you have to say that one? I mean, I'm pretty sure they even said you can't really catch a cold by being cold. So there goes that. But anyways, what, like why, even if it is true, why, why would you say that? Like, why not just say to your kid, you know, put on your cold because it's cold outside and you're going to be cold. It's winter time. You know, why, why tell your kid, oh, you know, oh, stop, stop running off of that right now. Don't get, get off of there up high. You're, you're going to fall and you're going to break your neck and die. What? Like you're instilling fear in your child. Don't do that. Just, just tell them, you know, we're going to be cautious. You know, don't, don't get up high because it is dangerous. So let's come down. That's not an area that we play in. And let's just careful with your words. You know, I feel like even for myself, like I'm usually very, I try to be very careful with my words. Like I won't say, oh, poor child, even thing like that. Oh, poor baby. You'll most likely seem, oh, if anything, I'll just say, oh, to something or that's terrible. I will never, you will never hear me say, oh, poor baby. Oh, poor, poor child. No. I'm not speaking that over my child. I get that it's an expression, but no, my child is blessed. My child will be rich. My child, you know, he, he is, he is abundantly blessed. He is not poor in any way. I'm not going to speak that, you know, like it's just being careful with the small things that you say, because you're, you're bringing that in. 
And it's like, like I say, I, I try to be careful with my words, but like even the other day, you know, TJ kind of rebuked me on it. And I was like, shoot, that, that is good. I will humble myself right now and apologize and move on from it. And we're not going to go there. Um, where, you know, my, my son now he's three, but he's at the age for whatever reason that he is licking everything. Like he licks his hand. He'll go and lick uh, a pole. He'll, he'll, whatever he'll find just for the fun of it. I don't know if he, like, I think he's trying to be funny, but he, he'll get like a phone and, you know, lick it. And I'm just like, stop. Like, that's gross. That is really gross. Like, don't do that. And, you know, like I've tried, you know, like I, I would tell him that's gross. That's not an, that's not a nice thing to do. That's an ugly thing to do. You know, like good boys don't do that. And you're a good boy, you know, and like all of that. I just, I, I try to like see it, but when he, I realize, okay, nothing that I'm telling him, like he's not really listening. He just finds it very funny. I, like I just said, well, you know what? When you lick things, there are germs. There's germs on it. And he's kind of like, you know, what's germs? Um, like, you know, germs are like little bugs that are, that are going to come into your mouth. So if you start licking everything, all these little bugs are going to come into your mouth. And so he's like, oh, no, like, I don't want that. And, you know, like, I, I don't I, I don't want that like for me. So I'm going to stop licking things. And so like then the other day he was just sitting down and he's like, oh, there's germs on that. And TJ's like where did he get that from? And I'm like, I mean, I kind of told him that there, if he licks things, that there's germs on it. And, you know, like he realized like you're putting fear in him because although I never told him that germs will make you sick, that those words never came out of my mouth, that those words will never come out of my mouth. You know, like while I, while I didn't tell him that, you know, germs can make you sick and, you know, there's all this stuff and, you know, it's still something that will get in him. And he's thinking, oh, little bugs in my mouth. That's a point of fear. And then as he gets older, he starts learning, well, germs cause, uh, back, like germs, bacteria, viruses, all of this will cause sickness. You know, again, and then they commutate and it, like, you know, you start going down the rabbit hole and you could die. And it's like all this stuff, like, you know, that he, he realized, like it may not be now, but, you're kind of putting that fear in him in the future. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to humble myself right now and just say, like, you're right. And that was not my intention at all because I'm usually very careful, but I'm like, all the other things I tried wasn't working. So it's, you know, again, and then it's like, now I just have to get, find another way and be like, all right, germs are yucky. That's not for a dignified little boy. I mean, not germs, you know, like licking things is yucky. Other people touch that. You don't know where it's been. You know, and like people don't want to touch your saliva. So, you know, it's just it's in little things like that, that you have to realize that like you're 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 putting out seeds. You need to like really watch what you say. I don't let people say things about my child. Like the other day we, we were, you know, we were walking up to a church and somebody looks at Lana and says, oh, she's so beautiful. Well, thank you. Oh, and then turns to TJ and says, huh, I bet she's not going to make you very happy as a teenager. And we, we turn around to him. No, she's going to make me even happier. Like, well, don't accept the things that even people tell you. 
oh well you know just just wait until they're at this age oh just wait just just you wait no that will not be my reality that will not be my child's reality like I, I won't accept it because you start thinking like that you start accepting what people are saying well then you start your mind starts recalibrating and you start dwelling on that and you start believing that and whatever you believe you will speak so immediately if something somebody says something to you that doesn't line up with the word of god it's okay to cast it down no i don't accept it thanks but no thanks like it, it, it don't don't let that be it you know, the word of God tells us whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think such things. So fear is not good. You imagining yourself, is that lovely? Imagining yourself in an early grave, is that lovely? No, it isn't. It's not nice. It's, it's an ugly thing, like I say to my kid. <laughs> It's an ugly thing. Stop seeing yourself in that early grave. Stop seeing your kids as orphans. Stop seeing, you know, your house burned down. Stop seeing calamity strike you every, every which way. Stop thinking that you're going to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Instead, frame your future with the word of God. Start seeing yourself old and gray-haired and wrinkly. Might not be the prettiest picture, but see it. Think of yourself that way. I mean, people are, people are trying every which way to, to reverse the signs of aging and everything. But praise God, those signs of aging. Like, it means that he is giving me long life. Start seeing the angels of the Lord encompassed all around you. Start seeing the fact that he is with you always. That the angels of the Lord are before you so that nothing will ever harm you. You're not going to get into a freak accident. See, the, the, as you're driving, the angels of the Lord around you, protecting you, protecting your car, protecting your life. Start, like, say the words, find the scriptures and go, with long life is the reward of the righteous. Gray hair is a glorious crown. Proverbs 16, 31. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Are you righteous? If you are, if you have fear of the Lord, which is the good kind of fear, and that's the only kind of fear that you should have is fear of the Lord. And it's not that scared. It's the reverence for God. It's that love of God that, that it comes from a place of overflow where you love the Lord. So you want to do everything in your power to please him. That's the good kind of fear. So do you fear the Lord? Because if so, then he says he will prolong your days. Proverbs 10, 27, you will go to the grave at a ripe old age, like a sheaf of grain harvested at the proper time. You're not going to go before your time. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and you will live long on the earth. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, teach that to your children. Teach them that if they honor you, they will be blessed with long life. And even for yourself. Do you honor your mother and father in the Lord? So expect long life. That is the first commandment with a promise. So expect long life. Stop thinking your life is going to get cut short. 
My son, forget not my law, but thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee, add to thee. Proverbs 3, 1 through 2, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Psalm 34, 7. And we see several places where the Lord says, keep my commands and I will prolong your days. Stop, stop seeing yourself going to an early grave. Instead, see yourself as somebody that's going to live long on the earth. The righteous will live long. No longer should the child die at, at an early age, but them he will live to a hundred. Like, stop. No, no, no woman shall be barren in the land or suffer miscarriage. Stop thinking that, you know, if you're with child, that you're gonna lose that child. Don't let the fear of the and it may have happened, but don't let that fear stagnate you and cripple you and think that it, that that is the natural order of things. No, I don't care what has happened. I don't care the circumstances that I've already experienced. I don't care what things have looked like, what have, has already happened in my life. Let every man be a liar, but God be true. I refuse to believe the, 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 you know, anyone else's report except the report of the Lord. Yes, something may have happened, but that is not the natural way of things. That is not the normal. And I refuse to have that happen again. You know, that's what you got to say. If, if, you, if you've suffered miscarriage before, get into the word of God. Get that in you. It is not God taking away your child. God wants to give you, give your child uh abundance he wants to he says in his word that he he formed the child in the womb he he formed you he's not in the he's not in the business with the enemy of abortion he is not letting just things happen but if you believe the lie of the enemy and you let fear grip you then he can do what he wants but the word of god tells us that he will like will i not will i not bring to the point of, of delivery and, you know, not give birth to the child, like do it, believe, get into the word. You know, there are so many scriptures that tells us that God wants to bless the, bless the fruit of your womb. You know, see yourself with children all around your table. You know, the children are like arrows and blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Start seeing yourself right now. It doesn't matter what the doctors say that, oh, well, you're barren. No, no, that's a lie. The word of God says that there will be none barren among you. Get that in you. Speak life over your situation. And you know, if, I'm just going to, a little tidbit. If you're, if you're here and, you know, you're struggling with that, you know, we're going to pray for everyone here struggling with fear and everything. But a good book to get is Supernatural Childbirth by, uh, by Jackie Mize. And it is such a good book that will outline to you all of what the scripture says about childbirth, pregnancy, delivery, all of it. Get it, get it all in your spirit so that like it becomes something to you that it's like this is this is my portion. This is my reality. Don't let the enemy steal your blessing with the lies. No matter what your fear is, no matter what you're facing, remember that you are a child of God. You know, me, like as a mother, if somebody comes up to my child, and it'll never happen because the angel of the Lord will, 
before they even try to get to my child. But let's say somebody comes to my child and tries to like push him over, knock him down, get him hurt. You better run because you've awoken the mama bear and you about to catch these fists. You, you don't touch my child. You don't come near my child. You don't look at my child with, you know, with the side eye because I will come for you. That is my child. I may be little, but I am fierce and I'm not going to let any child, anybody touch my child. You touch my child. You've become an enemy of mine and you better run Brazilian, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, bring it out, karate chop you, all of that. So realize you are a child of God. Anything that attacks you, anything that comes against you, it automatically, they become an enemy of God. And remember, the fight belongs to the Lord. Whatever enemy comes against you, they're already defeated because the fight is fixed. Who can come against the Lord and win? Who can come against him? He is unmatched in all his ways. He is the omnipotent God. He is all powerful. There is no one that can stand against him and win. The fight is fixed. Realize that. If you make, if something comes against you, they've made themselves an enemy of God. And that means they're their immediate defeat. What does the Bible of God say? What was the Bible of God? What does the word of God say of those that are enemies of God? Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As a smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As the wax melted before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Psalm 68, 1 through, one through 3. Hallelujah! God will scatter your enemies. See that today. Praise the Lord. Just like, just like Moses. It says, you will no longer see the enemies that you see today. Whatever was coming against you, it is broken off of you now. Remember that the Lord fights your battles. You have already won. Do not let fear grip you. The enemy you see today, you will see no longer just be still believe work and put your hand to the plow get with god hallelujah it is your portion you are a victor because god has already won the victory we are more than conquerors in christ jesus remember that hallelujah god is so good and I'm just going to wrap it up with like, I'm going to read, read, uh, Psalm 91, because honestly, like that, the whole, the whole Psalm is just phenomenal. And it like, whoo, man, I feel like with Psalm 91, I could have probably just read that at the very beginning and we could have called it a day and say, there you go. Be blessed. And that's it. But, you know, had we done that, then we wouldn't have had a broadcast. You know, it's like when you see a movie and you're like, well, 
why didn't they just do this? This would have been the smarter thing to do, right? But then you wouldn't have a movie, would you? So, you know, saving uh, saving this good goodie for the end because, man, this is like a good scripture. If anything, read, if, if, you know, if you still don't know, like, how to get into the word properly, read this every day. Get it into your spirit because this, it's like everything that I covered here, this, this one verse like this one, um, this one Psalm like covers it beautifully and it's powerful. Psalm 91. Let's read the whole thing. Shall we? He who dwells in the shelter of the most high. Is that you? Are you dwelling in the shelter? If not, you better get in. You better get under there. Start dwelling with him. We'll rest in the shadow of the almighty. You will not fear. There you go. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. That means he's a strong tower. He can't be defeated. He's the one that you run to. My God in whom I trust. Hallelujah. Put your trust in God, not in the enemy. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare. And from the deadly pestilence, he will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings, you will find, you will find refuge. No deadly pestilence can come near you. Stop being afraid of viruses. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you're wicked today, you better turn to the Lord. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall me. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. No freak accidents. No, no dying from a pandemic. No, no, whatever they're trying to release in the world with the pestilence doesn't matter. If something touches me, it dies at my hand because I have the spirit of the living God living inside of me. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Those are real, a real, real situations, you know, real physical things coming against you. But you will not fear them because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, if that's not enough to break the spirit off of the spirit of fear off of you, I don't know what is. Whoo, that like that that's one of those things like I can leap over a wall, I can run through a troop like oh, just makes me want to go and run like my God is with me. Remember, God is with you. He is not weak. 
He is on the throne. And as long as he is on the throne, he is in control of all things. And you've already won because you serve him. Hallelujah. He will never be off the throne. So rest assured today that you have the victory. Don't walk in fear any longer. God is good. And we're going to pray right now. Father, I pray that everybody listening to this message, I pray that you would come to wherever they are. And I pray that as the spirit of faith rose within them, that the spirit of fear is broken off of their lives. Lord, whatever situation it is that they are facing themselves, Lord, let the enemies be scattered. Defeat them now. Whatever, whatever has come against them. Lord, would you intervene and deal with their situation? Just like Moses said, they will no longer see their enemies as of today. That whatever it is that they're facing, whatever has robbed them of joy, whatever has robbed them of peace, whatever has robbed their peace of mind, Lord, today, would you get up and scatter the enemies? Will you put a, a, a final check mark on their situation and rule it as, as in their favor? Whatever it may be, Lord, rule in their favor that, that whatever has kept them in bondage, in, in this agony, in this suffering, Lord, today, turn the page for them, that they will be able to, as the word of God came alive in them, as the rhema word came in and they started seeing the reality of what your word says, Father, may the spirit of faith arise in them. Give them the grace to get in your word. Give them the grace and to, to believe your word. Give them the mind of Christ so that they will no longer think as the world thinks, but that they would be, they would know that they are overcomers. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, that you have broken the spirit of fear over all those that are watching. And I thank you that you have set them high and that they will no longer, no longer walk another day in their life full of fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is so good. And if you're watching right now and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can enter into that rest. You don't have to go another day in your life with fear. You don't have to, you don't have to, to, to go on thinking like this, this is just my reality. No, God can break that off of you today. If you would just turn yourself to him, maybe you're watching right now and you have suffered imaginable loss. Maybe you, something has happened in your life that has robbed you of your joy. Maybe you have lost a child, something that no parent should ever have to go through. Maybe you've lost your parents. Maybe you've lost a, a spouse, a loved one, and it has crippled you with fear. Something has happened in your life that has crippled you. Today, God says, you can find rest in me. God wants you to find rest in him. You've dwelt at this mountain long enough. It's time to get up. Wipe away the tears. You know, I'm going to read just real quick before closing it up. Let me see. Let me get to it. Hold on. 
this is for you who had, you know, who, who maybe you've gone through something. But the Lord says to you, the good news for the oppressed, Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort, comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to those to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them. Hallelujah. For, and skipping forward, instead of shame, you will feed the treasures of the nations and boast in their riches. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize that they are a people that the Lord has has blessed i am overwhelmed with joy in the lord my god for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness i am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with his with her jewels the sovereign lord will show his justice to the nations of the world everyone will praise him his righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere let the lord dress you with the clothing of salvation today let his drape the robe of righteousness let him turn your mourning into dancing let him turn your shame and reproach into into glory you no longer have to be here you don't have to go another day in your life crippled with fear it was not god was not the 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 author of, of confusion in your life, the di disasters in your life. The Bible tells us that the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But God has come to give you life and life more abundantly. And the enemy, if he has it his way, he will paralyze you the rest of your life. That you will be riddled with fear, suicidal, filled with depression. But God wants to set you free today. So would you give your life to Jesus? Accept his free gift of salvation and let all those burdens be carried off of you today. If you, if you are here and you're listening to that and you're saying, I, I want this, I want Jesus, I'm tired of living in fear, I want to accept Jesus into my heart, then would you pray with me now? Say, again, this is, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth and this is, again, like I was going to say, this is not just a prayer like, oh, you know, you pray and then that's it. You walk with the Lord. This is the beginning step. And I'm just going to pray with you just to help you, guide you into that relationship with God. Because some of you might have never prayed a day in your life, so you wouldn't even know where to begin. So, you know, it's not, it's not just having all the right words. You come with him with a humble heart and he will hear you. So let's, let's pray. Dear Father... Dear, dear God, I ask you today to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of my life. I come to you 
and I repent of my wicked ways. I accept Jesus into my heart. I believe that he is who he says he is, that he is the son of God. He died for my sin and he rose again. I accept the free gift of salvation today. Please come into my heart, fill me, cleanse me, remove the spirit of fear from within me. Give me this, the, the oil of gladness so that I may walk in the joy and the peace of the Lord that surpasses all understanding. May I be unshakable. Help me to walk in your ways. Fill me now with the Holy Spirit. Remove the heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh so that I may live for you. Thank you that I am a new creation. Thank you that I am now saved. I am a Christian and heaven is my home. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. You know, and if you if you pray that prayer with me, would you please go on to our website, salvationnow.ca. That is salvationnow.ca and click in the area where it says, I just got saved. Fill it out. We're not asking you for money. We're not asking you for anything. This, we're not going to start harassing you. We just want to get a package into your hand to say, welcome to the word of God. And here are some, some tools to help you in this new journey that you've embarked in. Congratulations. You are now a child of God. You are, you are a son or a daughter of God. And welcome to the family. The heavens are rejoicing as you have made that decision. Hallelujah. We thank you. Stay connected with us by visiting us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching at TJ Malkanji. Or visit us online, www.salvationnow.ca. God bless you, and until next time.